1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button. Like, comment, Like comment, and let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a question I didn't ask that you'd like to have answered on the podcast, let us know there. We're always checking comments and love to be able to work those into future episodes and we're almost at thirty thousand subscribers on youtube which we never thought we would get that many when we first started seven years ago so we wanted to thank all of you who have jumped onto youtube subscribed turned on notifications and comment we appreciate the feedback and look forward to bringing more videos and more content on youtube and podcast apps on today's episode i'm going to be chatting with johnny from stainless diesel i caught up with him there at the track um, for the first race of the season wanted to chat with him about the car his expectations for the race Um, Some new things, um, not just with the car itself, but some of the safety features, some of the technology that is found in the car that didn't exist even just a few years ago. So it's going to be a great conversation with him there in the pits and right before the huge race that happened uh, this last weekend. And they performed really well, set a record. So I want to congratulate Johnny and the stainless diesel team for their performance. And this, uh, this chat with him was beforehand, so I didn't get to chat with him after um he was able to make some passes but it is really cool we wanted to be able to bring you guys his insights um you know just before he headed into the race before we get to it though i want to give a shout out to kershaw knives our friends over there have a 20 percent off discount code just for you guys use code 20 diesel at kershaw.ka great way to save some money on some really cool gear they've got a ton of different models for 2023 so if you're in the market for something for hunting fishing edc something to throw in a toolbox, um, glove box, something like that. They've got a ton of different options. And what's really cool about their product line is it's designed to meet any budget. So they've got some really competitive options with some quality materials um, that are really designed to last. So they're Duralock models, which are brand new. They're really nice. I've got a few of them myself. The blade is a D2 steel, ton of different colors, um, textures on the grips. And then also the way that the blade opens and closes, keeps your fingers away from the blade itself so and it's a super smooth mechanism so if you're in the market definitely make sure and head on over use code 20 diesel and take advantage save some money all right let's get to today's podcast with johnny from stainless diesel and chatting about the first the first race of the season his goals thoughts things that went into the car right before he was getting ready to hit the track johnny welcome back to the diesel podcast we're on location with you i'm not sure of which race you're at but it's a different uh, different background than uh than, than the yeah. shop. <laughs>
0: no for sure man um we are down here uh, in rockingham north carolina so this is the first uh diesel outlaw super series race um odss i know people check them out online um the uh you know got the got the stainless diesel pro model back together here it's right behind me and it's a really bright bright blue color here um but yeah we're having a great time today is thursday um uh Right before the race here on Thursday, we're doing some testing today, and then uh, tomorrow will be Friday there, so qualifying, basically, we'll all make our uh, qualifying runs to get put in the ladder against our competitors, you know, the fastest guys go uh, against the slowest guys, the way the ladder works in racing, um, for the most part, racing on Saturday, and uh, just happy to be uh, out here with the big Stanley Diesel Pro Mods.
1: Yeah, I remember last time we were chatting, you guys were just wrapping up some things, I think, on the body, some of the uh the fiberglass panels and things like that. And then I saw Yep, I think it was on Instagram or maybe Facebook a video of the car and I'm like, Oh, you got it done. And then <laughs> now it's fine. Yep. Right <laughs> yep, yep.
0: So boy, it just takes a long time to do things, you know, it's like uh good things come with time, right? So uh as everybody knows, you know, we had a little had a little mishap, you know, uh at uh Scheid Diesel last year, uh Parachutes failed came out. Uh, long story short, uh, crashed up the car into a safety net. Thank God, it was down at the track there at Mr. Wagler Motorsports Park. Uh, kind of set up there, but um, brand new carbon fiber front end. We took it down to Hammer Tech Race Cars and uh, worked with our buddy Tony down there and redid the front end of the car from the firewall forward. Uh, got tweaked a little bit, so we uh cut it off, rebuilt it, and uh. Essentially, back together like it was. There's was a few nice little updates. Um, other than that, you know, it's pretty much the same car, just fresh and ready to go.
1: So, how did uh, how did testing today go? And, and what were some things you were looking to see, either from the engine or the car or yourself? Um, you know, the, the whole process of getting ready for this.
0: Oh yeah. So basically, you know, new race car gremlins. Um, that's a thing. You know, get her back together and. Uh, we did our did our uh, testing there at the shop. You know, some spool up testing and checking for leaks and making sure all the systems checks were correct. You know, so transmission line pressure, all the electronics uh, operationally correct. Engines back together. You know that beautiful uh, billet Wagler uh, competition. Like it's it's a full billet uh, six seven engine basically. Billet head, billet uh, block, uh, gear case, just a little bed bed jammy jamma, you know uh trying to keep it uh you know kid friendly here but for the long story short uh it, you know it's back in there it's running really good um and we dialed it in at the shop so bring it down here um and it's kind of a long process you know we nut and bolt the whole car because we had it completely apart back together and um uh new set of wheelie bars there uh making some adjustments and things uh we get down here to do uh, a nice little burnout in uh did it did a pretty mean burnout. We're going to put that up on uh, probably Instagram. We'll um, put some stuff on Facebook as well. And then uh, probably TikTok, our stainless diesel TikTok. We do a lot of that stuff with a car on it. And then uh, we put some stuff on stainless diesel Snapchat as well. So, you know, all the all the social media is there. Um, but we had a lift pump uh, kind of failure, I guess, or break on us. It's a mechanical lift pump that bolts to the CP3 pump. So it had... um. Uh, the, the shaft presses into a gear, Long story short in the, and when you do a really high RP, like, like, the RPM, this thing at like you know 6,000 RPMs down the track, but we limit it to basically, um, 5,000 RPMs in the burnout box. So when we, when we lift or I, you know, when I lift rather RPM drops pretty good and abruptly and it's really hard on that pressed in shaft that goes into this gear assembly. So Uh, never had any issue with it before, but it's known to have happened and it, uh, it bit us a little bit today. So, um, we did a nice mean burnout, car shut off and then looked at the data log and, uh, found that, you know, that was the case, Pulled it apart, rigged it up a little bit. We essentially, uh, tried to knurl the shaft a little bit, press it back in and make another rip and it made it through the burnout and shut off again. So awesomely, uh, awesomely enough here we've got some guys bringing us some spare parts so this evening we're gonna thrash on it and get it back to base and tomorrow uh we'll be back on the track you know fresh as daisy, trying to do it again
1: after the uh the last conversation we had you had mentioned something on there about uh, i think i'd asked you how much different it is to race in a car versus a truck and you were talking about the track and how the cars will set the rubber down in a different way and the trucks go out and somebody's like i've never thought about that and so i was going to ask you about this particular track have you raced at it before and if so how different is it from you know going to different tracks with the setup and the testing that you're doing on the car with suspension or power or any number of different things you can change
0: and yeah, that's a it's a great question because um like as a rule of thumb in our, and you know, this is two wheel drive, you know, versus four wheel drive. But of course we raced, you know, our pro street truck for seven plus years, you know, uh, four wheel drives and then switching to the two wheel drive stuff. I've got experience with it. Last time I was in Rockingham, we basically, uh, I was, I was here by myself. I was part of the ADRL, uh, drag racing crew team. Uh, it was essentially a, a 10 five extreme car. You know, we were going low fours on a, 10 inch wide tires, 33 inch tall. Um, and I was here at Rockingham. And uh, when the track gets hot, uh, you want to raise your tire pressure to put the center of the tires contact patch pressing into the track surface a little bit harder. Um, interestingly enough, like when the sun's up, pressure's up. When the sun goes down, drop your tire pressure. So that's kind of a rip, kind of a racer thing that um, worked well for us uh, with the two wheel drive. In, the, in our four-wheel drive, it was almost backwards in some cases. So it's uh you know the the there's, you know thousands of two-wheel drive cars out there. You know the two the four-wheel drive trucks are a little trickier, you know for sure. But uh right now this track is awesome. They just ripped the track up, put concrete six hundred and sixty feet out, which is our eighth mile racing uh deal. You know quarter miles thirteen twenty, all that good stuff. Um, so this track is brand new, uh within the last couple months. So I've uh, been here before, but it's like 10 years ago without a diesel. And now being here with the diesel, it's awesome uh, to actually be driving here instead of being on a team pit crewing, you know, like I used to at this place. So super happy to be here with the Rudy's. Uh, Rudy's moving it from Piedmont, North Carolina for this track. is was uh, a really good move. It's an excellent top-notch track. That's
1: What's sure. it like uh, since this is the first race of the year? I'm sure you would see lots of people who are friends, competitors, oh, yeah. the whole atmosphere of it. Walk me through it so I can almost visualize it or, you know, almost like I'm there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, you know, typically like Thursdays before the race, it's like everybody's all jazzed up, you know, hey, especially the first race of the year, you know, everybody's jazzed up. We've been locked up and cooped up, you know, uh, literally, you know, seven months or so, eight months, and it's like Spring, you know, down here it was uh 83, 84 degrees today. Well, back back home in northern Indiana, it's a little chillier, you know, for sure. Uh, get down here, sun's out, um, so everybody starts piling in this place on a Thursday. Not everybody, <clears throat> but typically you get guys that want to get ahead of uh, testing, you know, work the gremlins out. So a lot of not a lot of new builds, um, a lot of guys that freshen up their old builds. And uh, apart, you take everything apart, motors out, transmissions out, new set of tires, um, put things back together and go shake it down for the first time. You know, so there's, there's a handful of guys out here. You know, there's Tony Burkhart with the Dirty Hooker diesel guys. Um, you got you got the Rudy's boys and the Rudy's race. So they got their four wheel drive out here. Um, you got Mr. Justin Ziegler. Um, he's got our stainless diesel manifold on that bad boy that won UCC, you know, multiple years in a row that beautiful uh, white four-wheel drive pro street truck. He's out here shaking it down. Um, we've got Mr. Dan Chide himself and Jared Jones with the Dragster, you know, down here shaking it down. They've got some updates on the Dragster. He made a blazing, like, uh, he actually matched Maddie Graves, which uh, we work with really heavily with our turbochargers. She's got a Duramax Dragster, fastest diesel in the world. She's the fastest uh and quickest, you know, eighth mile uh, quarter mile steps, 189 miles an hour. So Jared matched her today in a test session with a mile an hour. Uh he went like a four point uh four eleven. Yeah. 189 miles an hour and eight miles. That's six hundred and sixty feet, guys. Um in four seconds you're going from a dead stop. Just sit there and count that out or look on your watch. <laughs> To a hundred and almost ninety miles an hour, getting it home, you know. So that's uh, that's some stuff that we're just excited about with the diesel industry, you know, pushing things forward. But everybody's kind of just slowly piling in and getting the pit set up. And right now, our our guys, you know, they got the trigger grill set up. And Amy, uh, my wife, she packs us up some awesome, you know, food. We grill out, you know. It's like a family here. It's, it's I've seen the gas drag racing guys come over uh, to the diesel side, and they like the feeling they get when they come. To a race, you know, it's a lot of family friendly stuff. You know, guys are hanging out, uh, barbecuing, and essentially just racing, you know, having a good time. Everybody wants to see everybody do well and go back. You know, we, we loan people parts as well as everybody here. You know, uh, we want to see everybody do well. Uh, quite a bit of guys here today testing. I was going to say, um, I think there's probably 15 guys here today, uh, you know, in various classes, uh, you know, 770 class, it's a straight heads up index eight. Mile racing class, so in a quarter mile, that would be like ten fifty and a quarter mile. Uh, you've got your, uh, you know, five ninety guys, pro street truck, which which is like a forty four hundred pound class, four wheel drive, uh, max effort, you know, fast as you can run, which uh, we used to run in, and of course the pro mod stuff that we just stepped up to last year, um, and then the dragster class, you know, a lot of guys here today in the faster classes, definitely, so just a great time.
1: You had uh, chatted with us, gosh, it might have been, I think it was right after the first of the year, or maybe it was the end of last year. We had talked about the parachute and some issues that you were finding. How has that all resolved itself as you're you know getting ready for the first race of the season? How do you feel about that?
0: So, and we've done a lot of systems testing. I mean, essentially, that system is a pressure, it's like a solenoid basically. a Is some little pressure actuators that hold 100 psi of pressure. And it moves an air cylinder that pushes the parachutes out. Um, And then uh, the cables have to be released. It's kind of like a shoestring. So kind of picture a, you know, it's a little more high-end stuff, but like, like a lawnmower cable, like you would push and pull a lawnmower cable to give, you know, fire up your lawnmower and pull it backwards. It's like a cable within a sheath, essentially the outer sheath. And it uh, goes around a, a shoestring loop, of all things. It's, it's like some nylon, you know, high-pressure nylon. And uh, when you uh, pressure up the air cylinder, and some of them have springs, like a pro street truck has a spring um, that pushes the bag against um, wanting to push itself out, of course. And then the uh, the cable uh, just has to be pulled with a handle or a lever in the car. So, uh <clears throat> In the car, on this, on our car, rather, um, we can manually throw the cable, or we have an air solenoid that we can MAC valve. It's basically just an air valve on-off thing. So we have the computer, uh, we have a MoTeC ECM uh, that we work with S&S on. Uh, They do the firmware for the MoTeC for the diesel side of things. Um, But uh, we can throw this thing by... Uh, many different safety factors so we can throw it on time based like if I let off of the trans brake button, which is my 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 release on the stacy, staging staging. Uh, I'm lined up and the lights are on. I'm ready to take off and I'm let off the trans brake button. We can count down. We count down basically four seconds from the time I leave. Uh, no, wait, it's three seconds. I just think that's right there. And then um, the parachutes are activated electronically. So if my hands on the lever and I don't throw it physically it'll throw it for me. Um, But I never rely on it as a driver. I always got my hand on it and I'm ready to throw it early in case something goes crazy. Um, But uh, we put built in some safety systems and uh, another neat feature is if the car gets sideways. So say I'm going straight and say uh, some fluid got on my tire and it went sideways and inadvertently, you know, didn't want to go sideways, but that happened real quick. You know, I'm going to lift off the pedal and throw the chutes by hand. Well, the MoTeC is quicker, smarter, faster, the, the ECM. And if we get, uh, we have a, a G meter, so people are familiar with Gs with airplanes, you know, Top Gun. Um, we pull three Gs, so three times gravity when we launch this thing. And uh, if it also has degrees of, of lateral movement or yaw. So the car goes, say, right or left, if it gets 16 degrees of lateral movement, yaw, we can automatically throw the chutes, and the reason I know that that number is valid for us is the pro Street truck. My my butt would tell my foot to lift when the truck got 15 to 16 degrees of lateral movement in the pro truck. So, like, took that data from years ago and put it in this uh, for safety feature. You know, so a lot of a lot went into the parachute setup and the design, the thought, and the safety process uh, for sure. And in, this system is little more updated from what we had last year on um, many aspects.
1: The technology side, when you were chatting about it, it got so many wheels going in my mind because there's so there's so much that's coming out so much just being available in so many different ways, but specifically about racing and what you're doing. How has the technology side really changed you know, I'm sure there's a safety aspect, but then also a tuning aspect and so many different things you can do. How is it different now versus even a couple years ago or five years ago, wow. the tools you have at no. your disposal now?
0: So just in the last, I mean, honestly, in the last five years, things have progressed to uh, just a really phenomenal level. And, and what I mean by that is that, you know, it's pretty rude, rude like the rudimentary, like basic uh, push button nitrous activation to um, tying nitrous quantity to fuel quantity. So you'll, if anybody's ever been to a diesel race or even a race car race, on street outlaw guys, they may have seen a nitrous backfire. For instance, there's a lot of cool videos on YouTube and whatnot of where they backfire off the line and they blow this piece of hood up and it's just a, you know a ridiculous, uh, shredded the hood for a backfire. On the gas in the gas world it happens for sure. In the diesel world it happens as well. Um five years ago with the Bosch and we started running you know, we had triple turbos, uh, and we switched from triple turbos to a single turbo and ran more like ran nitrous at that at that time frame where a lot of guys were leaning heavily on nitrous and learning that the tunability of when you have power coming in, uh, diesel's just made for nitrous, you know. Uh but uh, you can tie fuel quantity to nitrous quantity delivery, so the backfires and you know hurting things and hurting engine parts can be um, mitigated, you know, eliminated essentially when you do that with all the technology. With especially now with the Motec in the last two years, Motecs come online with the diesel stuff. Uh, our Bosch uh, ECM that we ran in the pro street truck, we did the same style of tuning with that, uh, fuel quantity. So if we lift and cause the car, the truck went sideways or cargo sideways and you get back into it, um, sometimes nitrous doesn't shut off. So if you tie it to fuel quantity delivered, when you lift off the pedal, the computer sees, okay, I pulled fuel. It pulls nitrous with it and ramps it back up. Uh, so if I had to pedal down track, um, we can, we can pedal without worrying about that backward backfiring nitrous, Uh, So there's a lot of, and that saves the engine, you know, if you backfire, you can hurt your rings, you can pinch the pistons down on top of the rings, essentially, the force of that backfire is so great. Um, It can, it can take a ring and pinch it in the groove and allow it not to seal to the cylinder diameter and uh, really hurt some stuff if you're not careful. So, but that's, that's a huge part of the the nitrous aspect um, technology wise. That along with the turbo technology, you know, the, the bigger turbo stuff we're working on. We've got GT55 ball bearing stuff. We've got G57, which is even a larger turbine wheel. Um, G57s for the old school guys, sled pullers in particular, is, is really close to like a HX82 stuff. So the next size up from the GT55, you know, really big turbines. 118 millimeter turbine wheel by wow. 113. So 4.4 4 inches roughly on a turbine wheel size and then we can do compressor wheels comparable to that. It's just uh, uh, like 106 millimeters, pretty popular in, in some of the compound stuff that we, the big boy compound stuff, you know, king of the street stuff and UCC uh, level horsepower guys. And that's 4.1 inches and in, like truck pulling lingo um, when you're looking at that. So a lot of bigger, larger turbos to accommodate the, the nitrous and, uh, it's, it's it's been huge technology gain and like you said five years it's just progressing crazy um, maybe even faster than the last five years in the last two years it's been moving really fast
1: it puts it in perspective for somebody who may not have seen a, a gt57 or hasn't gone to an odss race or ucc or something like that we've all seen a turbo and we're used to what they look like either stock or close to stock and then you think of was that hundred and sixteen millimeters they said on the turbine side? Ooh.
0: Yeah, one one eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gigantic. We've we've got some new stuff in the works. It's not quite out yet, but we're planning on testing that stuff mid summer, maybe late summer. Uh 130 millimeter stuff on turbine wheel. Um, for that same platform as like the G T fifty five. So if a, if one of the one of the guys out there has a nice G T fifty five, we can take our bigger platform. Uh and put you a 5.1-inch exhaust wheel in it and, uh, you know, 5-inch compressor wheel into that bad boy. And it's the same uh, platform, you know, uh, that the G two fifty five base is on. So we've got some billet billet center sections we've done uh, for that stuff, about 10 pounds lighter than your standard GT55. So for racing guys, you know, saving weight's a big deal. Um, it's aluminum billet stuff, so, you know, the heat sinking. Of you know, pulling the heat out of the cartridge is nice, cools down quick. But uh, a lot of new stuff coming on the turbo front for the big stuff uh, this year for sure.
1: How much bigger do you think it's going to go, or is it really tough to say? Well,
0: well, I I think you know the norm. Uh, a lot of guys are running eighty-eight millimeters. Uh, you know, GT fifty-five stuff, like a pro street truck uh, level stuff. Ninety-eight millimeters seems to be a really good size for a lot of the guys uh, right now. Um, we're going to be doing some testing, you know, with some one hundred six range stuff. The newest uh we just do a we just designed a new wheel last week uh just finished up on some of that stuff. It's been going back and forth for a few weeks um with some different ideas but uh for the g fifty seven turbine wheel we're gonna do a a one eighteen compressor inducer or a one twenty two uh, size in that range so it'll work well for compounds or say a big single with nitrous and and some u c c level you know king of the street level slash o d s s Pro-class stuff, you know, something big that will handle lots of nitrous. So that turbo, to put it in perspective, um, should be in that 34 to 3,500 horsepower crankshaft on fuel only. And then (sighs) we're going to spray a 1,000 horsepower of nitrous at this thing and try to push diesels up to where the street outlaws, you know, the street outlaw guys run alcohol, hemis with blow alcohol stuff, or turbos. And, uh, you know, all your top-tier pro-mod guys are. 4,500 horsepower, 4,400 horsepower. So, if you have a turbo that's 3,000 horsepower to 3,500 capable on fuel, we'll spray, you know, 1,200 horsepower with the nitro saddles. And we'll get there and we'll be side by side with those guys.
1: It, it seems like it's, it's going to happen pretty quick, uh, you know, oh, yeah. in the past it seems so far off, but <clears throat> in chatting with you and following racing and everything that's going on, it's, it doesn't seem like it's far behind if, if at all, really, I guess it depends on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's
0: just, it, and what it really comes down to is, you know, these guys just are pushing the limits, you know, they want to do, they want to go fast and we want to take diesel to that next level. You know, there's, there's a legit, you know, hundred percent carbon fiber cars like ours, you know, the carbon fiber body, carbon fiber front ends, uh, carbon fiber brakes, you know, titanium uh, all over this thing. You know, just like our gas racing ProMod brothers mm-hmm. out there. So we're taking diesel side by side with those guys uh, in the very near future. You know, the FirePunk guys raced um, some of the Street Outlaws last year You know, and the year before with the S10. And they, they gained a newfound respect for some diesel stuff, you know. And then we're able to run very cleanly down the track. Uh, between the the high end ECMs and uh, nitrous use with the great turbo technology, we've been able to run super super clean down track. Uh, spool up, maybe a little puff of light puff of smoke, but everything's super super clean and mean and lean down track. Yeah.
1: it's that technology that we chatted about, and then also I think the competitive side of it that uh, it's just fueling this surge <laughs> in it. Where probably if we do the same episode next year there'll be a whole different set of goals a whole different set of turbos yep. we're chatting about everything else and oh so yeah it's hard to keep up with
0: yep it's uh you know technology's uh ever ever moving forward all the time you know people are thinking and pushing and you know coming up with new ideas and it's uh you know it's just it keeps me awake at night in a good way uh to push limits and try to make things
1: happen what would you say would make this a successful weekend? I'm sure, you know, winning it would. But what are some goals that you and the team have set that that you guys want to see out of the car for the uh, for the weekend?
0: So, and then that that's something that's been like, uh, we we you know we beat each other back and forth a little bit. You know, hey, what do you think we what our goals should be this weekend and things like that? We started that uh, a few months ago, and uh, essentially, I think after rebuilding the car and everything that went on last year, you know, end of year. I think we're going to be happy to make a couple of short half track rips, and just make this thing go straight and fast, and repeat basically what we did at SHIDE last year before, uh, you know, before the mishap. You know, we've been four twenty one, uh, four twenty five in that range, and we just want to repeat that, and then we're going to turn up the wick. So, uh, you know, we've got a lot more power available for us to us that we're not utilizing. Um, so we we plan on definitely dipping down into the threes. Uh, as soon as we can but like this weekend i think we all realized you know first time out let's get the gremlins worked out let's be safe um make sure all the systems are just doing what they should and you know me as a driver like everybody asked me hey man you know do, do, do you get nervous at the first race or you know what do you is it? do you get a little jittery or something like that and it's like i mean to me i've been racing since i was 16 years old you know i'm i'm uh slightly over 50 to say that but you know the grays come come you know when you do that so but uh, i've been doing it a long time it's in my blood so like it's one of those things where it's maybe a little bit of butterflies in the stomach you know when you got something this rowdy um you know that 3000 plus horsepower capability and you jump in it and um uh, after i do the first burnout or did the first burnout today and started backing up um i was ready to go i was like yep listen i'm back home you know <laughs> so. I go from uh go from the you know the, the late last year you know car smashed up, banged up I was a little bit sore in the rib cage, you know the I'm back new again, well this is all right you know everybody's on point it just it felt like home
1: is it almost like a peaceful feeling like when you're you know when you're you've staged you're getting ready to go and then you have that four second run or a little bit longer is it just like a quiet calmness while you're going down the track or because as a spectator, we think, oh man, that must be crazy. All this is going on. It must be so nerve wracking. But I'm curious what it's like to sit in that seat.
0: And I'll tell you what, it's like like to, to put you, like when I'm sitting in the car, I like to run through what I do in the car. It's like um, really similar things that I did in the truck, uh, but much different because it's, I'm a little tighter, tighter, confined space. Um, you know, it's a, it's a three speed. Turbo four hundred transmission, so I'm pulling through the water box. I'm basically, you know, put the, put the car in second gear to do a burnout, and then for the most part, um, I'm basically uh, just kind of pull through the water box. My my team guys, you know, we got four awesome guys here to help us at the track. Um, if anybody's ever called Stan and Cecil, talked to Ben and Steve, uh, Mr. Steve and O'Neill. Uh, they're they're here with us here at the track, and uh, they're lining me up in the little let a certain patch of rubber uh, from previous cars going down, they kind of read the track and find me the sweet spot to be in. Well, my guys are good, a lot of experience there. But I basically pull it into the water box and I'm setting back, you know, um, just kind of lock the front brakes. Essentially, we I pump the brake pedal up and I hit a button in the cab and that locks the pressure from my foot into the front brake caliper. So the front wheels literally stay locked when I let off the brakes. Until I lift off this button, I'll take the transmission and I'll put it in second gear. And at Turbo Four Hundred, you're not supposed to start in first gear to do a burnout. Uh, it hurts the sprag in the transmission, so we start in second. And I'll warm the truck up just like a or the car rather, same. Uh, um, warm it up a little bit in the burnout box, and then uh, get the back tires winging. Shift it into high gear. So we're doing a hundred and. 50 mile an hour burnout, I let off that button and it unlocks the front wheels and I just basically floor the car and let it roll out past the starting tree, the starting line just rolling the smoke off the tires and warm them things up um, and then typically I'll, I'll grab the door handle flip it open and open it sometimes some of the tire smoke gets in the cab a little bit, um, kick it in reverse and just start backing up and uh, we've got radios in the headset radio. So the guys are, um, telling me to go right a little bit or left a little bit as I'm backing up. And then my, my daughter, Brianna, she'll jump in front of me and help me back up. Uh, she's with us at the track as well as my son, uh, and, uh, put me in the right position to where, um, just behind the starting line, maybe six or six feet or so, five, six feet, it'll stop me in the right little groove of rubber, rubber that they picked for us. Um, so basically they'll, you know, shut the door and we've got wheelie bars on this thing. So they'll set the wheelie bar heights and then pull um, me up within a, probably six inches of the starting line. And with that big front end sticking out, it's really hard to gauge where the tires are adjacent to that line. And uh, we do that for bumping in, you know, there's a little, you'll see some of these race cars, you know, there's a, it grabs uh, when you hit a, a launch limiter, it's a trans brake, they call it. So it locks your transmission. And a forward gear, first gear, and reverse at the same time electronically inside the transmission. Uh, and we wind up, you know, I spool up. So, and it spool up is kind of a trick. You have to wait until our EGT gauge hits 800 degrees. It's just a good metric we've used for years before I can stab the throttle, flat foot this thing, and let it spool up to our target RPM, or our launch limiter, we call it, limiting our RPM. And boost to be really consistent, and then I'll I'll uh, tap the trans brake button, and it bumps me into the staging beams, the lights, and then uh, just take off as soon as the green comes on. So, and then when I'm going, when I take you know hands on the steering wheel, uh, just I let off the trans brake, and I I got a shift well basically a parachute lever. It's right here, so just it's in a really good smooth position. I'm just bam. I move my hand, maybe a foot back to this lever, and I'm I'm up underneath of it. So as soon as I leave, I'm on the lever. This thing sets me back, and it's like somebody stepping on my chest. It, it <laughs> takes off so hard, it's like, Ugh. <laughs> I know I'm on a good run when that happens. And then uh, right about half track, which is like 300 feet, I'm feeling the need to throw that shoot. And if I don't throw it, the computer throws it out for me, and uh, it takes 1.2 seconds. So 1.4, depending on how fast we're going, from me throwing the handle to, I feel, a negative G. So almost three Gs negative as well. So We got three Gs launching and almost three Gs negative when the parachutes pop out. And we're trying to time it perfectly um, for that 660-foot eighth mile. The parachute hit me right there uh, to be safe and have plenty shut down safe, safety stuff. So, um it's it's wild to do, that's for sure.
1: It's it's surreal to listen to it because you can <clears throat> almost put yourself in that situation and think, okay, wh- what's that what's that feeling like, and just how quick it happens. But you've done it so many times that it's probably yeah. all automatic. You know, every, everything that you do. One of the things I always tell people, like before the podcast start, I'm like, if you follow us on a, a podcast app or something, make sure you jump on YouTube because we have video, mm-hmm. and you've got the car behind you. You'd mentioned before hey i can you know grab oh, yeah. the camera walk it around the car so can you can yeah. you give me a no for sure walk around with it i definitely want to see that no, for sure people, man yeah. people on youtube do too mm-hmm. no, we'll, try sure. to, we'll try we'll um, try to describe it as best as possible for those on podcast yeah. apps but
0: yep so i'll try to get i'll try to see if i can make my my uh phone line up and do some things should. so uh essentially this is the front of the car you know some front wheel stuff so we've got uh carbon fiber brake rotors the brake pads are carbon fiber as well hopefully that's coming in good yeah um, and then this is that beautiful billet wagler engine one interesting thing is a lot of people think this is nitrous so you see all these black lines going to the intake here yeah um, it's definitely a nitrous solenoid um, so what's going on there is we feed water to this nitrous solenoid with nitrous pressure so nitrous 900 PSI of nitrous pressure goes into a water bottle, stops at this solenoid. And when my son tells this MoTeC to turn it on, which is shortly after we leave, um, maybe a second and a half, something like that, it opens the solenoid and it injects water into every single port of the engine. So that just to help cool down the EGTs and keep things happy. There's a lot going on there. I'm not sure if you can see this little red square box right here. Yeah. It's uh it's a battery. So this is our battery sixteen volts. This thing is about seven pounds, seven and a half pounds. So very, very light, lithium style battery. And uh it has a ton of cranking amps, it's about twenty five hundred cranking amps. Wow. in an eighty degree day. So a lot of a lot of neat stuff there. Um one a couple new features we've done, and I'll and I'll show you here the back of the car, you'll probably notice um a lot of guys so in the in there's a little smart car here that's our little little hot rod we put it in the trailer and notice that little bar right there pushing yeah the back of the car
1: yeah
0: so when we when we when we make a run uh we don't have water in this thing so we get down to the end of the track just shut her down and this car will come and the guys will come down hook me up and push me back to the pits nice that's a little pusher vehicle. <laughs> um, one neat thing here, I want to show you on the on the the bags. So the old, so we two new two new uh, mounts, uh, new wing for the car too. It's a little bit different from last year. Um, so there's some new ends for the cables. Uh, they're totally captured. Um, so that little shoestring is in this little hole. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can zoom in here.
1: <laughs> okay i got but, it
0: uh it's totally encapsulated here where the cable comes through here shoestring here but uh that's a new addition for this year for a little bit more safety stuff uh, for sure so um but yeah i can give you a kind of a look inside at, yeah uh, all the buttons and all the all the things here but we basically have the ver- removable steering wheel um See if you can take a peek inside. There's a lot going on. <laughs> you have a lot
1: going on in there.
0: <laughs> yep. So you know, nitrous bottles here, shifters and whatnot. But uh definitely uh a wild ride for sure. Like many, I many how- years ago, you know, start starting the drag racing. Uh never thought I'd get to this level, but for me, ProMod is the top notch, wildest level I could ever ever be at for me
1: for us i love how it's all come together diesel. too like oh the, yeah it's wild the, the whole car the bodywork you talked about the safety features yep the level that it's at like you just mentioned <laughs> the engine yep. I, mean, I see it behind you now yep a
0: huge, so lots... huge turbo <laughs> yep big big turbo a lot lots of features are going on yep and then uh not sure if this is coming in real good here but this is a this is a fuel tank here and an oil tank here um Just kind of built in the front of the car, so a little bit of weight in the front. Um, But, yeah, it's just uh, – the progression has been crazy in the last last two years for sure for us. Um, Super happy. It's just a lot of time, a lot of effort, (laughs) trying to push it to the next level, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. When people hear this podcast, it'll be just after the races, so I'm sure um, there'll be a whole new – you know set of stories and yeah. information but it's been so sure. cool to follow this from the end of last year till now and everything you've told us not just about the car itself but things you and the team were working on the turbos which we spent time chatting about and then how that's applying oh, yeah. and what you're learning at the racetrack into a guy's tow truck a daily driver hot shot truck so i'm really excited oh, yeah. for you guys this weekend yep. i'm gonna i'm gonna be paying attention watching as much as i can seeing how you do. Definitely keep us updated and I appreciate the walk around as well because it's yeah, heck yeah, It's a work of art, not just mechanically, (laughs) but then also visually it is too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: And it's what's wild. is like, you know, I love my, I love my Cummins motors, man, but I'm a Chevy guy at heart. (laughs) I grew up, you know, Chevy guy and only got a Chevelle and just a Chevy guy. But man, when it came to diesel trucks, it's like, it's just the inline motors were just one of my things you know but uh and i really appreciate the Duramax Chevy technology you know and the 10 speed transmissions and it's awesome you know it's crazy to see the different technologies coming out you know and the, the the new Ford being 500 horsepower and 1200 foot-pounds and it's like man now Cummins has to come back and see what they can do so it's kind of neat to see the technology change so fast yeah um i'm excited to see where the future goes
1: well i think a lot of this technology that you talked about with racing is going to also show up in these street driven trucks here, not too far down the road as well. So it's going to be exciting to see, you know, 500 oh, and 1200 sure. foot pounds. It's probably going to be a lot more in the future.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be something else. You know, a lot, of, a lot of this, a lot of the turbo technology has moved really fast, you know, last few years as well. So I just uh, you know, when everything comes together, it's crazy,
1: you know, Awesome, Johnny. Well, I appreciate you taking time away from, uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of stuff you have going on and testing. So it sounds like you got some great food to, to have uh, this evening. Oh yeah. So I'm oh yeah. Big Roy's co-
0: yep, my man Roy's cooking it up. Yep. So uh, we're gonna we're about to eat some good stuff here in a little bit.
1: Well, best of luck to you and the team. Keep me updated, and uh, yeah, appreciate your time today chatting with me.
0: All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate everything
1: don't forget diesel fans make sure and head on over to kershaw.ka use code 20 diesel for 20 percent off site-wide it's a great way to save some money get some really cool gear and that discount code is just for you guys just for diesel podcast listeners Um, they've released they've released a ton of new models for 2023 the latest is the duralock model which is really nice it's got a super smooth opening mechanism Uh, the blade is made out of d2 steel and there's a ton of different options for colors, blade length, uh, different types of material and um, patterns that are on the grip. So um, it opens super smooth. That's what I love about the ones I got, just how smooth the mechanism is. So if you're in the market for that or really anything in their product line, just use code 20diesel at kershaw.kaiusa.com Save some money and get some really cool gear. Also, want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters: uh, Tyler Lowen and a twenty-three Diesel, J Cole, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who follow on YouTube, podcast apps, or on our Discord. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We love hearing from you guys. Love to be able to take your suggestions, your feedback on episodes and then work them into future shows where we're either expanding on a topic you wanted, getting a guest on, or maybe um, going back and I ask questions that I didn't ask on a podcast. So definitely make sure and reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear, and we'll make sure and get it on to a future episode. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.